It is your classic metal show right here on the classicmetalshow.com. That is Rainbow featuring the greatness of uh, Ronnie James Dio and some other hacks he was playing with in that band. <laughs> Why that, would you play that? Jesus. That was a request. That middle part was so fucking boring. That's why I said it. Mastery. Ugh, fucking junk. It's tone and no feeling. No wonder all those 70s guys hated Richie Blackmore. Yeah, tone and feeling, my friend. Tone and feeling. Fuck that. Tone and feeling your way into a three-minute song, dick fuck. <laughs> Stop with all that self-indulgent fucking playing. You stink. <laughs> he sucks. It's no wonder Jimmy Page, Eric Clapton, all those guys, they fucking hated Blackmore. Every one of them thinks that Blackmore's a bag of shit. He's a self-indulgent indulgent prick but whatever at least Dio was there yeah that's why I said it features the greatness of Ronnie James Dio and the other hacks he played with it's other bums yeah unmemorable least talented band he ever fronted true I mean think about it he fronted Dio that always had talent stars that had all kinds of talent yeah even Alpha was more talented yeah Sure, his fucking high school choir was more talented. <laughs> fucking hack Blackmore. Exactly. All right. Uh, Live Nation is back in the news. Yeah, great. As you know, Live Nation is the uh, conglomerate, the um, monopoly of all live performances as far as ticket sales and venues are concerned. Right. Well, Live Nation wants artists to take pay cuts and cancellation burdens for shows in 2021. Yeah, sure. That's going to go real well. (laughs) Uh, There's still no telling when music venues will be able to reopen their doors to large crowds of concert goers. And Live Nation, the largest live events company in North America, is making changes Seemingly in reaction to the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. So again, it's 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 a business. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. In the in a recent memo, memo rather obtained by Rolling Stone, the company told its talent partners that it plans to make an array of alterations for concerts and festivals held in 2021. I like how they refer to uh, their, the uh, talent as their partners. Yeah. Their partners. Sure. Yeah. Most of the new policy shifts, financial burdens to the artists. For example, the company wants to decrease the monetary guarantees promised to the artist before the event by 20% across the board. Mm -hmm. Live Nation also says that if a concert is canceled due to poor ticket sales, it will give the artist 25% of the guarantee as opposed to the 100% that the promoters are currently expected to pay. Moreover, seems very fair, right? Yeah. Yeah, Well, we want to keep 75%. You guys get 25%. I'm going to let you finish this thing before I go crazy about this. All right. Moreover, if an artist cancels a performance in breach of the agreement, the artist will pay the promoter two times the artist fee, a type of penalty that, as Billboard notes, is unheard of in the live music industry. Mm -hmm. So so, uh, I have been privy to a few occasions where artists have uh canceled shows Mm -hmm. so basically if they were supposed to do a show and they canceled out that means that they they're liable for 200 percent yeah of of the value of that show whatever that was whatever that would have been Mm -hmm. we are fully aware of the significance of these changes and we did not make these changes without serious consideration live nation wrote the company did not respond to requests for comment right a source close to the matter tells rolling stone that some of the terms detailed in the memo are standard in existing concert contracts prior to the pandemic 
and that the new aspects are part of the broader negotiations with the music industry to navigate the post-COVID future when shows get back up and running. Mm -hmm. The global pandemic has changed the world in recent months and with it, the dynamics of the music industry. We are in unprecedented times and must adequately account for the shift in the marketing demands, the exponential rise of certain costs, and the overall increase of uncertainty that materially affects our emissions, i.e. our bottom line. Mm -hmm. In order for us to move forward, we must make certain changes to protect our interests. To our agreements with the artists, the principal changes for 2021 are outlined below. Okay. Hey, Alan Kilcaller, you're on the air. Okay. How long till Live Nation goes out of business? Chris, and, and thoughts? Followed by, followed by Ticketmaster. Well, Ticketmaster is part of Live Nation. Well, good. I hope they both go out of business. Well, don't don't hold your breath on that how one, much, Tim. How much problem with that, the problem that the problem is that Live Nation holds the contracts with all the fucking big buildings. They have the big they have the big contracts with all the uh, performing arts centers. Don't you think? Don't you think the artists will revolt, and and <laughs> then they won't have any artists. Here's what's going to happen. I was going to wait, but I'll go ahead since you're asking the question. First thing that's going to happen is they're not going to fucking hold hold certain certain tours to this fucking schedule or this this pay schedule. I can promise you, Metallica, U2, Springsteen, um, you know, Lady Gaga, the big artists, uh, Pearl Jam, whatever, they are not going to sign this contract. They will say. Fuck you. We'll go to AEG. We'll go to somewhere else. And Live Nation will cave on that because they need those big artists on their on would, their. Would that include? Would that include the Motley Crue tour? Of course it would, Tim. Motley Crue no, is I'm not going. I'm asking. I'm asking. Yeah, of course. Asking. They, that was a big seller for them in 2020. The it was. It was a big. It was a big event for uh, Live Nation this summer that unfortunately is not going to happen. Yeah. So the biggest, the biggest tours are going to, are going to, the biggest touring bands are going to tell them to go fuck themselves. They're not going to sign this contract. And no, there's nobody that can make them sign it. They can go play wherever they want to play. And pretty much it's going to happen. What's going to happen is your mid-sized bands, your, your 10, your five to 10,000 seat bands, they are going to have to get smaller. That's what's going to have to happen. They're not going to, you know, we've all, me and Neely anyway, but you guys have lived it through us, I would think. We've talked over and over about problems that bands have had. It's a problem with the tour bus, bus breaks down, a flight is missed, blah, 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 whatever it is. There's no fucking way, like, I'll use Dockin as an example just because we talk about Dockin a lot. If Don misses a flight, there's no fucking way he's going to give Live Nation $40,000 for missing one show. He's not going to do it. Why would he do that? Where is the loss? Where is the justification for paying back double the guarantee? They didn't give him two times as little fucking show. They gave him the same zero. There's no reason to pay a penalty for that. The penalty is you don't get paid. That's it. Which is like, which I guess would be fair enough if you miss the show. Absolutely. Yeah. If you if you don't show up and play, you don't get paid. Yeah. You don't. And, you don't. You don't get to raise your your fees to try to cover your losses. Yeah, that's their business so all, model. All, all the bands like Night Ranger, Dokken, um Poison. You know, they, well, no, Poison does pretty well, don't they? They draw pretty well, don't they? Well, all of these bands draw pretty well in their in their um, 
if they play an appropriate size place, they all draw pretty well. No, but poison poison can do ten thousand, fifteen thousand on their own, can't they? Pretty much, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. So, whereas whereas you know, I, I love Don, but Dokken probably couldn't do that, or you know, enough's enough for those those of types of bands. Oh. But why would? Okay, but here and here's where Live Nation's gonna gonna get fucked right in the ass. So I'll use your poison example as because poison's a good one. Poison, while they do generally draw well, they have certainly had shows over the past 10, 15 years that did bad bad draws. You know, they've certainly had shows where they played fifteen, eighteen thousand seaters and they drew eight thousand people. So Poison's going to accept one, you know, if, if the show gets canceled, they're going to, they're going to owe back 75%. Fuck that. Why should they pay? Why should they think about it in your own life? If you, if you pay to have something done and, you know, to, to get your, your roof repaired. Okay. Let's just say you're you're getting your yep. roof fixed, and yep. and it's going to cost you five thousand dollars. And all of a sudden, they come to you and say, "Well, the we don't have we don't have the right equipment to, or we don't have the right um, the right materials to fix your roof. So now we're only going to give you twenty five percent of your money back. You would fucking pull a gun and shoot that motherfucker." You would not so in accept. Other words, so, in other words, Live Nation isn't going to be able to pull this off. I don't think they're going to be able to. I don't think they can. I don't think you can tell bands that because that because a show did poorly, you know, sold poorly for whatever reason, that that they have to pay back any money. What well, needs? I, won't I, that be, I'll won't tell that you what's the end of Live Nation then. I don't know. Uh, they're a big company, dude. I, I'll tell you what's. If you're asking me what I think is going to happen, what I think is going to happen is you're going to see a vast realignment of what bands get paid. I think that's what's going to end up happening. Bands are not going to go for this payback double, and if a show sells bad, we we only get twenty five percent. They're not going for any of that shit. They're, they'll be like, "Go fuck yourself." So in Live Nation being a concert promotion company, they're going to say, okay, fair enough. We're going to book a Dokken who normally gets 20 grand a show. We're going to book Dokken now for five grand a show because ultimately and Don that's won't all. Do it. And Don won't, Don won't do it. He, he will if that's it. all that's being offered. Well, no, but hasn't he, hasn't he said many, many times before. I've heard him say this on, on the show, you know. Uh -huh. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it for me to, you know, leave leave my home and leave my, you know, girlfriend or whatever, partner or whatever, and go and earn, you know, five grand. It's just yeah. not worth it to me. I've heard him say that exact same thing. Look, he says that today, and all these artists say that today because that's not the way it is today. But there, look, there, there has to be, the, the only way any of this stuff can work itself out correctly is that everybody's going to have to have a real, a real reality check of their value. You know, bands, and, I, and, I, and you know, I'm friends with a lot of these guys. I like these guys. I certainly don't want to see them not get paid. But the reality is that, their value is really a, a dock and a rat, a warrant, whatever. Their value for a show is roughly five to 10 grand. And the value of the ticket to a consumer, to a consumer, is roughly about $25. It's not worth, I, I'm not speaking for everybody, but I'm going to speak for most, most people that are just average fans, are not willing to spend $75 to see rat or docking or 
warrant or or poison or Def Leppard or any of them. You know, they're just not, that, they're, but when when you live in when you live in a country yeah. where rats only been here once, dogs yeah. have never been here. Um, it is it is worth more, and I'll tell yeah, you why. There, because but that's not but that's not year to year, show to show, Tim. Let's be honest. All these bands come to fucking Australia once every five to ten years. So we true. can't we that's can't true. look at we can't look at the measuring stick their their fucking value in Australia. That's not the norm. We got to look at the measuring yeah. stick for what Live Nation is trying to do here for Duluth and uh, Chicago. And New York and L.A. and Cleveland and Akron and, you know, Washington, D.C. And bands are going to have to accept bands and Live Nation. Live Nation needs to get it under their... Live Nation has killed this business, but the bands have helped kill the business themselves by accepting these checks and not saying, no, we're not going to gouge our fucking fans. The way these bands happily gouge their fans is every bit as part is every bit a part of this, because it's the it's the whole chicken or the egg thing. It's the it's the whole you know who's guilty, Live Nation or the bands? Well, they all are, because the bands well, know. Well, the bands know that they're not worth. Some of these bands are making like fifty thousand dollars a show. There's no fucking way. That a band like, you know, I don't want to say the name of the band. I'm not going to say the name of the band, but I'm going to say a band that I know of that was, that is small, markedly smaller than Dokken got $35,000 to come over to fucking um, Australia. Now they know full well that they gouged. They know that they gouged you Australians. Is is that a shark? That it already happened. A shark. It no, no, but I'm saying, I'm saying, yeah. that is that per show? That was for one show. They were paid $35,000 plus hotels, plus all their bullshit. And this band has, to my knowledge, two fucking hits. Maybe a couple more, but they are not a huge, huge band. And they know that they, they know that they got overpaid. Now, being realistic, who's going to turn down getting overpaid? Fair enough, except that that band has to know that by playing that show <coughs> that they absolutely fucked their fans because their fans are the ones that are going to pay it, not the fucking promoter. The fans are going to oh. pay $75 a ticket. People like you, Tim. Yeah, well, I'll, 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 I get a lot of tickets given to me. But, well, I, I I that, but you also, but you also are one of those guys that will fucking shell out a thousand dollars for a meet and greet. Yes, I did. It was my And those bands, yes, those bands should be fucking ashamed of themselves to take that kind of fucking money from not you necessarily, but from any of their fans. They should be ashamed of themselves for that. The other, I'll leave you. I'll leave you guys be. But the one thing, couple of things, I will say: Ticketmaster, there's no way that they would get away with what they're what they're doing in um, in America with the with the. There's no way Australia wouldn't let Australia wouldn't let it happen. Where you know, in, in the beginning, it's one price, and then by the time it's in your card, it's completely other prices. No, there's no way that would ever happen. And secondly. A band like Skid Row, if this is if this is going to happen, they better get Sebastian Bach back. Otherwise, no one's going to want to book them. Well, would you agree? There's absolutely truth to it. Nobody's going to book them for ten grand. I'll tell you that. To see ZP Thart or whatever his name is play, fuck that. Who wants to see that? No way. All right, highly kill. All right, there goes Tim. You agree with me or think I'm crazy? No, no, that absolutely not. You know, I think everybody's, you know, the, the weird thing is it's going to be, it's going to be portrayed as artists versus bands, but everybody's, everybody's culpable in this. They've overpaid for years. 
They've overpaid the bands. They've taken it out on the fans. And the fans are too fucking stupid. And, and, my, and when I say that, I include myself because I dropped $400 to see Metallica. I dropped another three or $400 to fucking see Bob Seeger. That's me being a dumbass. Point blank. That's me playing, playing into their fucking game. And, and the reality is that I should know better. And did it hurt me necessarily? No, but I should still know better. I should still, as a, as a concert ticket buying person, I should be able to say, you know what? I'm not going to let Bob Seeger fucking stick his dick like a rock up my ass. <laughs> I should be able to say that, but I didn't. Right. I said, here, here's an asshole, Bob. Hit it. That's, that's, that's the reality is, is everybody's culpable here. Live nation's culpable in a million ways. Live nation, whoever runs that place should be in jail just over fucking StubHub alone. Let alone what Tim was saying about the sliding ticket price. That's fucking criminal. Well, that is criminal. That's criminal as fuck. And trying to put these things on the bands, that's fucking criminal as fuck too. You know? They're, they're partners. If you're so fucking partnered with them, then fucking guarantee their travel, cocksuckers. How about that? You're going to try, what they're trying to do is putting in a loophole so that they can they can book a tour. Let's say that they would book, a, I don't know. Let's, let's say they would take Dokken and they would say, okay, Don, we're going to put you in 50 of our buildings this year and we're going to pay you whatever amount that would be, half million dollars, okay? And, and by putting this loophole in there, they're just trying to, they're, they're, there's some spreadsheet somewhere that says a band of this age of this caliber that does, you know, tours a certain way is going to call off on two of these fucking shows. So we're going to get four back four out of 50, whatever that would be 10%, you know, roughly 10%. So we're actually going to book this tour 10% times two. We're going to save 20% on the off with the canceled shows. So we're going to get this tour for, we're going to make it seem like we're giving you half a million dollars, but we're really going to keep 20% back and we're really going to pay what four and a quarter for it. Instead. Right. Right. That's what, that's what this is. It's well, fucking, it's, it's scummy. Well, again, it, it it's just protecting their interests. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, we're, we're not going to guarantee anybody anything. We're going to get something back out of this and uh, we're not going to take the hit. No, no. Mark Riggs in the chat room. Seeger was not worth it. I loved the Bob Seeger show. I thought it was a great show. Was it worth that much money? Fuck no. We as fans are the most stupid of the three parties we're talking about here. We're the dumb ones. Because the bands, they're getting overpaid. They're not being stupid. They're getting overpaid. And they're happily fucking their, their own fans that have put them in their houses and their fucking livelihood for all the years. They're happily doing that. They're, they're happily taking the bigger money than they know they deserve at this point in their career for these fucking gigs. That's just truth. Live Nation happily fucking tax it on on top of it. And they happily let you let them let the bands gouge their fans. Why? Because they're going to gouge them too. They're going to take a percentage of merch. They're going to take a percentage of, you know, if not all of concession, they're going to take a piece of everything. But us fans, we should fucking know better. When a show is $75 or a hundred dollars a ticket, and it's a band that tours every fucking year and you've seen them 12 times already. Don't go. And I, and I say that with, I, I have to look at that myself too. Just don't go. You know, would I go to the poison Motley crew show? No, the ticket prices were ridiculous. That's a fucking $50 show in my head. That show should be 50 bucks because it's 50. Then it's 50 more to park. So it's a hundred there. Go get some dinner. That's another hundred. So even at $50, it's 200 fucking bucks. It's like, fuck this. I can't be that dumb. We can't be that dumb. That's what it is. The fact that we've continued to let it get more and more further along down the, down the road is why it is where it is now, where nobody can afford to go to shows. The bands can't afford. And then obviously this COVID thing fucked up everybody. 
So the main, the main cog, which is, which is live nation, they're scrambling because they're not willing to take less. Nobody's willing to take less. And you, and in the end, the only, the only person that's going to get fucked is the fans. Of course. Because what they're going to do, if, if the bands go ahead and start, let's say a band accepts this fucking 25% thing. The bands are going to, you know, the bands, there's going to be some fucking shyster insurance company that's going to be out there insuring for missed gigs. Don't you think? Well, yeah, somebody's got to kind of capitalize from this. Yeah. So now there'll be an insurance company taking X amount per show to guarantee the, the, the show so that the bands don't lose money if they have to cancel because their bus breaks down or something. You think that that's what's going to happen? Well, of course. That's that's what insurance is. It's just, uh, you know, trying to anticipate the un, unknown or the, um, uh, what what's the word I'm looking for? The uh, unforeseen. Act of God thing, yeah. Yeah, the unforeseen. Yeah. So what's going to end up happening? They're going to raise their price to the promoter, to Live Nation, because they have to pay for this insurance. And guess who's going to fucking get that fucking price put into their asshole you are yeah they'll pass it on to the consumer yeah exactly you want the truth live nation shouldn't do a fucking thing because they already gouged the goddamn fans 20 to 50 dollars on fucking fees the fees for nothing yeah the service fee yeah what service are you providing by having a website that takes maybe a thousand dollars a month to run there's no there's no crazy amount. Let's say it costs $10,000 a month to run for Live Nation. If their website costs $10,000 to run and they're selling half a million tickets a month, how are they fucking needing $20 per person to cover that? Fuck them. Fucking scumbag cartel type cocksuckers. <laughs> All right. Um, Let's see here. Um, in order for us to move forward, we must make certain changes to our agreements with the artists. The principal changes for 2021 are outlined below. The artist guarantee, artist guarantees will be adjusted downward 20% from the 2020 levels. Right. Ticket prices. Ticket prices are set by the promoter at the promoter's sole discretion and are subject to change. The payment terms. Artists will receive a deposit of 10% one month before the festival contingent on the, ex the executed agreement and the fulfillment of the marketing responsibilities. The balance minus the standard deduction for taxes and production costs will be paid after the performance. Minimum yeah. marketing requirements. All artists will be required to assist in marketing of the festival through the minimum social media posting requirements outlined in the artist offer. So basically what they're saying is if a band is playing a certain venue it's up to the band to go out there and say, hey, we're going to come to your town and we're playing at such and such venue at such and such a date. Get your tickets well, today. I don't know. Do you have a problem with that part? No, I don't. I don't. I think that a band needs to promote themselves and say, yeah, we're coming to your town. So come on out and see us. Yeah. I think it's it's absolutely criminal how lazy so many of these fucking bands have got. Well, I agree. You know, I mean, dude. We know at least 10 fucking bands that do not have publicists and they just go out and they play their shows and no press whatsoever is done. No interviews. They don't have somebody out there trying to shop their, their, you know, that they're coming to town, trying to get them on whatever local radio, local podcast, you know, um, whatever it would be. They don't do that. You know, they just, they put out a record that sells 150 copies and then they fucking play, play shows all summer and, and they don't promote any of it. Half the time, the only time I look, you know, I go to the Roxino a lot. You sure. know why I go to the Roxino a lot? 
because I drive by there every now and again and I see what bands are playing on the fucking marquee sign. Yeah. That's the only way I know that they're coming. You know, these bands, they gotta, they gotta get back to being active. Think about it. If a band plays a hundred shows a year, a hundred, most bands are what? Four guys for the most part. Yeah. So that's four guys. That's 25 interviews, a guy that's two a month. You're going to tell me that they can't find a way. Each guy in the band can't find a way to do two interviews a month. Yeah. For a half hour. Getting, yeah. For when they're getting paid, when that's their sole job in most cases. Yeah. An hour a month. Yeah. An hour a month. Get the fuck out of here. Do some work. Stop just fucking being a lazy piece of shit. Hire a publicist. You fucking people. <laughs> Streaming requirements. All artists are will be required to allow their performances to be filmed by the festival for use in television and broadcast, a live webcast, on-demand streaming, and or live satellite radio broadcast. Why would they do that? That's 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 one of those caveats that like uh so you're going to film me and then you're going to make money off of our performance. Yeah. And I can, and you're basically devaluing any shot that I have at, of putting out a live, re, live CD or a live release ever, because there's going to be so much free, free live stuff out there. Fuck that. That's fucking ridiculous. It's still their goddamn band. Yeah, I agree. I, I like how they call these, uh, call the bands, their partners. They're not partners. They're being fucking fucked crazy i mean we've we've been involved where bands say yeah you can play the first two songs mm -hmm. but that's it and he, even our good friend joe cleon yeah he you know when it comes to being a photographer at a show mm -hmm. a lot of the time he's he's even told us that uh bands that come in they go well yeah you can come up for the first you know, two songs and take your photographs. But after that, you can't take any more. Yeah. Yeah. Then you have to get out. Most of the time they make them leave. Yeah. You got to leave the venue, not, yeah, not leave the front stage area, but you got to leave yeah. the whole venue. Yeah. They don't even give them a ticket to stay and watch the show after take your pictures and beat it. Yeah. But, but they're basically asking for carte blanche to say, yeah, we can record the whole show, video, audio, release it any way we want. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, I don't know any artists that would allow that. Yeah. Unless they're at the, the only ones that are going to do that. Like not the ones that are playing live nation shows. You know, I could see trickster saying, Hey, I don't give a fuck. I just want to play the gig, but you know, can you see. Look at a band like Metallica. Yeah, Metallica they, 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 they record their shows and release CDs and, you know, make it a part of the ticket sales or something, well, right? Well, but it's also part of the whole, I mean, Metallica has their own goddamn business, the livemetallica.com, where you can go and you can buy any show that they play. You can buy the, the audio of the show. Now they're going to, what, sign that over to Live Nation? I very much doubt they're doing that. Fuck that. Why would they do that? Why should they give Live Nation a piece of their fucking business? Their job with Live Nation, show up, play your fucking two hours and leave. This is it. it the whole thing is criminal. Criminal. These Live Nation guys are fucking absolute goddamn cartel members. Billing, all decisions regarding festival billing are the sole discretion of the promoter. Oh, good. So now we can't even see what to, what you've done. Yeah. So you can claim poor ticket sales and we can't see that because it's at their discretion. What constitutes poor ticket sales? 75%, 25%, one What would be considered a poor ticket sale? Is ticket sales different on a Monday from a Saturday? Yes. Well, I, I think also what they're indicating here that from the billing, as far as regarding the festival billing, like, um, you know, I think LA guns, the Tracy and Phil version, 
ran okay. into this in, oh, at, All right. at M3 where they so, were going, well, you're putting us on at noon and we think we should probably go on at six. Okay. Well, we're putting okay. you on at noon. Well, nobody's going to be there at noon. Well, you yeah. know, that's where we're slotting you. So deal with it. Yeah, show up and play. Yeah. And then if you don't show up and play, you owe us twice the money back. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. So we're going to book you. You're going to route your fucking tour around this show. Then we're going to get you there. And then we're going to say, well, you thought you were playing six, but now you're playing at 11 a.m. And if you don't do it, then you owe us back $20,000 for a $10,000 show. Right. Fuck that. That's that's basically what it boils down to. That's fucking crazy. All right. Well, regarding merchandising, the purchaser will retain 30% of the artist's merchandise sales and send 70% to the artist within two weeks following the festival. Yeah. Bands can't live like that. Yeah. So basically, if you sell a $40 shirt, mm-hmm. what's 30, 30% of $40? Well... 25% would be 10 bucks. So roughly 1250. Yeah. And then you don't get your money for two more weeks after that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like bands actually need the merchandise just to survive, to go to the next show. They don't need their merch money. This is stupid. Uh, airfare and accommodations. Those expenses will be the responsibility of the artist. Of course they will. They're partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As far so, as as far as sponsorship goes, mm-hmm. the promoter controls all sponsorship at the festival without any restrictions, and the artist may not promote brands on stage or in its productions. I'm actually okay with that one. If it's their festival, then don't promote other shit. The radius clause violation of a radius clause without the festival's prior uh, prior authorization and writing will at the festival's sole discretion result in either a reduction of the artist fee or the removal of the artist from the event with any pre-event deposits returned to the festival immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That fucking, that, that radius thing, by the way, it has absolutely ruined Cleveland as a fucking, um, yeah. as a spot. Yeah. Cause if people play in Toledo or Pittsburgh or, mm-hmm. or Columbus or, you know, Akron or wh- wherever it might be. Well, I could tell you the festival Sonic temple, which used to be the rock on the range. You got three days. You have every basic band mid-size and large band that's that's on tour in the summer they all play rock on the range so none of those bands none of those 60 fucking bands can play cleveland over the summer yeah because it's like within 100 it's like within 150 miles or something like that and that's when they're on tour is over that summer so you don't see any of them it fucking sucks i hate i i hate the sonic temple rock on the range for that reason that now I can never see any good shows because they all go to fucking Sonic Temple. It's like, fuck, I don't really want to go down there. I mean, I've been a couple times, and to be honest, it ain't that great. All right. Well, insurance. The artist is required to maintain its own cancellation insurance. That goes back to that uh, that uh, insurance agency, what you were talking about. Yeah. As the promoter is not responsible for the artist fee in the event of the cancellation of the festival due to a weather or a force of nature, otherwise known as force majeure. So what exactly is Live Nation responsible for? Nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing. Providing a room. And and, and a ticket outlet. A way of selling a, a way of selling tickets. Yeah. All right. K 
Cancellation by an artist. If an artist cancels its performance in breach of the agreement, the artist will pay the promoter two times the artist fee. (laughs) No. Cancellation due to poor sales. If a show is canceled due to poor ticket sales, the artist will receive 25% of the guarantee. Which is crazy. Goes back to that story we had the, uh, about the photographer earlier earlier in the show. You signed a guarantee. As long as they show up, they get paid. It does. It shouldn't matter how many people are in front of them. If they're fall, if they're doing this is this is craziness. If the band is doing all this other shit and they're promoting it and they're you know doing all this social media horse shit and everything else, and the show is just stiffing. How is that the band's fault? It's not. You know, Live Nation has to put some fucking skin in the game to get this fucking going here. You know, if you're truly a partner, then you work with your partner to fucking do something where you both win. Not just you, you fucking communists. Well, this goes back to the whole uh, 90s mentality. And I think Walmart started this whole thing that they mm-hmm. started referring to their employees as um, associates. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, you're you're part of our organization. Yeah. It's like, no, you're not. No, not at all. Uh, force majeure. If the artist's performance is canceled due to an event of force majeure, that is weather and all kinds of the shit, including mm-hmm. a pandemic similar to COVID-19, the promoter will not pay the artist its fee. The artist is responsible for obtaining any cancellation insurance for its performance. Hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about that one. Well, this, think- this COVID-19 was definitely a rare, a very rare occurrence. Right. I mean, we've never experienced anything like this in my no. lifetime. And I, and I don't think the band should still be paid when they literally were not allowed legally to play. Yeah, everybody kind of took a hit on that. Yeah. So I, I guess that might be one point that we'll allow them to keep. Mm-hmm. If, if we were the judge and jury here, we might let them keep that point. Well, here, here's the thing. Prior to the, to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. If, and, and this goes back to the whole camera, the photographer thing that we talked earlier about in the show. Yeah. If an artist say, let, let's just say that in December of 2019, mm-hmm. an artist signed a contract that, that they were going to play a series of shows in 2020 mm-hmm. and the contract did not anticipate a worldwide pandemic right how do you change that contract to say well the contract did not specify some kind of worldwide pandemic because we didn't know that that was coming you know in the future within a matter of months but Mm -hmm. now that it's here we're going to say oh well we're going to change the contract because this was a special set of circumstances yeah, I mean it's 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 tricky. It is tricky. I'll, I'll 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 put it to real life. To forget concerts for a minute, put it to your put it to your mortgage. Okay. If you legally couldn't work, legally couldn't work, should you still have to pay mortgage? Yeah, I mean because you did have you do have a mortgage contract. You have a mortgage contract. But legally, you could not go and earn. You know, that it's, it's a weird, I, I've been reading about it because obviously I have business interest. And in my business interest, there's a, there's a thought of, there's a thought that's out there that's being floated out there and God knows how it's going to go. But for like companies that had leases, well, if everything was legally closed, like my business was legally closed, not because of our doing, but because the government of the state said we could not be open. How does that work into a lease when 
technically we had no say in the matter. We shouldn't necessarily owe. And again, these are the kind of lawsuits that are going to be being fought for years, I think, in court. But, you know, it's it's sort of the same thing. Is Live Nation really culpable if the world literally said no, no shows? Can, even now the, the world is saying no shows. You know, you can't play shows. So, you know, it, it's a... Uh, it's a weird dude the the COVID thing, I guess, really shined a new light on things, but man, I don't know. I don't know how you plan for this one way or the other. You can't, you can't. It's really tough. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time It's tricky. I figured you'd go with the um, with the Jesse James version. Yeah, remember him and Run DMC did it's tricky. Yeah, (laughs) it's tricky. (laughs) So yeah, nobody could foresee this COVID thing happening, right? So you know, people got to be conciliatory and say, yeah, I didn't see it happening. You didn't see it happening. We'll just call it a, a wash. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Um, inability to use full capacity of the venue. If the promoter either because of orders of the venue or any governmental entity, this is what we're talking about is not permitted to use the full capacity of the venue, then the promoter may terminate the agreement and the artist will refund any money previously paid. Yeah, sure. You know what I think, and and maybe I guess it, how small of venues does Live Nation book at? I don't know. Do they, do they like book like, let's just say the uh, House of Blues? I don't know if which, they do, which is what, like 900 to 1200 yeah, seats or something like that. Like that. Yeah. If they book that size venue and I don't know if that's true or that's not, but let's just say they do for a minute. I'm going to tell you straight up. These bands do not have double their fucking fee to pay back. Some of these bands, and we know many of them, they got to make their money that night to get to the next stop. Some of them do. Yeah. I was backstage at a show. I won't say who, but I actually saw the uh, reimbursement check for what was left of, of their show. And they were the headliner of this show. And it was $955. That was the reimbursement check at the end of the night. Now you're going to tell me that if that band, they were probably 50% up 50% there. So two grand, and, um, you know, double it to, for the payback. You're going to tell me that they, they could afford to pay four grand if they canceled. No fucking way. It's just no way they're not going to have it. So then what's live nation going to do? Sue them. Are they going to sue a broke dick band? <laughs> it costs more to sue them than it was worth. That's what I'm saying. What are they going to do? Not book them, cancel the rest of the tour. You know, it's, it's not a. This this plan may work with the U2s of the world, but it is not going to work with the small bands. No yeah, way. I agree. All right. Alan Kilcaller, you're on the air. What artist, manager, or lawyer for any band, you know, that's for any, any artist, manager, or lawyer that's worth their salt to the band, what, who's going who's gonna to let the band anything like this and also if if live nation makes it so difficult like i understand people are suffering through this i get it right but if live nation makes this so difficult for bands to to do anything then there'll be no bands for live nation to promote and therefore live nation will go out of business Maybe. Problem because, is, is that, I mean, that, well, Tim, but the, the thing is, it's, it's not only limited. This is a whole other avenue, too. It's not only limited to bands. 
Live Nation sells tickets to basketball games and football games and, you know, shit like that, too. You know, what if you what if you have an NBA team and your team starts to suck this year unexpectedly and then people stop going to the games? Are they going to cancel basketball games because of low ticket sales? I mean, nobody, nobody in the. I mean, I know, I know there's a middle ground somewhere, but nobody in their right mind is going to sign this. Who's who's going to sign it? What you know? Bands, some bands will ha- sign it. You'd have to be a complete idiot if you if you're in LA Guns or you're in LA Guns management or whoever it is. You'd have to be a complete idiot to sign this. See, but here's the thing, Tim. Live Nation could put the pressure on them to say, if you don't sign this, then we'll keep you off every festival gig forever. So now you're not playing M3 where you do reach, you know, 50,000 people that come in special to see this show. And we're not going to we're not going to bring you to, you know, we, we will block you from all of our venues if you don't sign it. That's the other well, that's so the other think- side. Don't you think the bands will rise up and and, and find another promoter? What the fuck do you think Tracy Guns is going to do if he all of a sudden gets told, if you don't sign this contract, we will not let your band play any House of Blues in the country? Can Tracy Guns afford to retire? So that's that's what your solution is? Retire? <laughs> Well, it, well, I can tell you if I, if I was if I was in that position, I wouldn't sign it. I'd just say, okay, I'm going to go out and be a songwriter, or I'm going to do something else because this is this is not viable. This is what they do for a living, Tim. This is all they do for a living. What's Tracy Guns? Since, since we're stuck on Tracy Guns, what's he going to do? Start fucking offering online guitar lessons? To fucking pay his bills, please. He's got to go do it. Yeah. Yeah, I I hear what you're saying, and I understand what you're saying, but well, well, Tim, just just, just say I don't have a, I don't have an answer. Well, no. If if it was me, if it was me, and I was in the position of being of being, um, you know famous or something or had an audience whatever I'd just say I don't care I'm not signing it so what you would do then Tim is so what you're saying is that if if it was a bad contract but it was the only contract you would you you had you would give up a 40 year career and go start working handing grocery carts out at Walmart well hopefully if hopefully you would have been you know and if, and if you haven't, then that's your fault. But hopefully you'd be like Don Dockin or or one of these guys and save for a rainy day and be yeah, smart please. and put your money Dude. away. Dude, none of them did. None of them did. Well, that's... Very, well, that's well, so that's they have to problem. sign the bad contract. That's my point. They don't have money. None of these guys have money. Yeah, but I... You want to get to you want to get yeah. to the real. Let's get to the real. I'm not rich by any means, but I'll bet you I have more money than three quarters of the bands that are in your collection. Fair statement, Neely. Yeah, I would say that a lot of these guys uh, they got to they got to work from gig to gig. So okay, so they're going to allow themselves if a, if a gig has to cancel because they're sick or something, they're going to allow themselves. Pay double back the money that they would. That's just that's. No, just they won't, dude, dude. See, this is this is again. This is where the fans are going to get fucked. They just won't cancel the gig. Somebody's sick. Fuck it. We'll play as a three piece. <clears throat> that's what they'll do. Don Dockin's sick. Guess what? Chris McCarvel, next man up. Pick up some fucking songs and let's hear you. Let's hear your version of Alone again. But Dockin is still going to perform. Because they're not yeah. going to give, not going to give double the money back. You're going to get, you're going to get the fucking 
drum tech playing drums or the guitar tech playing guitar. You're going to get some version of it. You're, if, if only one guy shows up, we're, they're going to fucking wheel a stool out there and fucking give him an acoustic guitar. It'll be docking the BJ Sampa version. <laughs> That's what you'll... Uh, yeah. Am I am I missing this, Neely? Am I overreacting here, or would I, I mean? Don't you think that if Dawkins was in jeopardy of losing forty thousand dollars on a gig, they'd because, figure out they'd figure out a way to make it work? Yeah, if the drummer but wasn't there, they would get the drummer from the opening band to play or something. And they've or done that. You, you, yeah. You've said you've said many times that their guarantee is between sixteen and twenty thousand, and yeah. now now with. Now, with this going on, they're not even going to get that. They're probably right. going to get right. half of that, maybe a quarter no, of that. No, a quarter right? of that. Yeah. Yeah, so, so five. Mm. Right? Yeah. I don't know. It just wouldn't be worth it. Well, again, th- this is what happens when you have a monopoly that controls that number of venues and that controls ticket sales. They end up being able to have that kind of power and saying, "Yeah, this is our terms. Either accept it or don't." You know what I'd do? What would you do, Tim? Okay, here's here's what I'd do. I'd say I'd put out a a thing to the fans, and I'd say, "Doc can can no longer play under the circumstances of a Live Nation contract. Therefore." We are going to do a series of virtual concerts, blah, 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 blah. And we are going to open them up to our fans, and we're probably going to do them twice a month, three times a month, and have the fans have the fans pay the band's money to watch those shows. And I bet you, if they weren't on the road and the fans understood why they weren't on the road, the diehards would do it. I'd certainly do it for Tim, crew. Absolutely. Tim, that's what, that's what we do. Tim... Tim, no, nobody, nobody's doing that after the first stream. Nobody's gonna fucking watch that more than once. What about what about if if they got like a a video of the show? If, if part of the ticket was you get a video of this show, you can keep it for the rest of your life. Who um, wants you that? Put it, put, well, people would. I would. No, they would. You would, but you're the guy that'll spend a thousand dollars to fucking suck Tommy Lee's dick, for God's sakes. I mean, yeah, Jesus, yeah, Jesus, yeah, Tim, true. dude. Well, I mean, people, are 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 there fifty to a hundred people that are hardcores of every single band? Yes, and those people would do it. The average fan, the average fan, is already sick and tired of fucking home shows. The average. When, when COVID first started, everybody was watching everybody's fucking play from the couch show. Now these bands can't get 20 people on their goddamn streams anymore to watch this shit. I, un- I understand that. You, you're right, Chris. But if it's the only way you're going to see a certain band... They're not going to do it. Band let, me, let, me, let me burst the bubble wide open, Tim, so that you fully understand. Bands are lazy as fuck. They are absolutely, 90% of the guys in bands are the laziest fucking people you will ever meet. They are amazing at their gift, but ultimately they are lazy as fuck. That is how every one of these bands got fucked into all these record deals that got them fucked out of all their money. That is why the only time they were able to maintain huge success was when they had high, high-dollar management companies that, that told them where to be and how to be, and the minute the money dried up, so too did those did those wealthy people, which ended up making them have to go back to riding in fucking minivans around the country. Bands are lazy. They're not going to take the time to set up a fucking website with a web infrastructure to fucking perform live concerts that also translates into video downloads and everything else. They're not going to do it. They're just not going to do it. And I know this from working with bands for 20 years, dude. I've done a lot of web work for a lot of bands 
I'm not even shitting on the bands that I've worked with. I, to be honest, you know, since everybody knows that Dokken is one of those bands that I've worked with, those guys, I will say, have always been above board. I'm not talking about them specifically. And I want to be clear about that because I don't want to. Don has always been very good as far as how to do things and how to sell things and how to. He always had a grasp on the business piece of it, too. Most band guys don't. Most band guys are like, I can play fucking guitar. Watch me watch me put 3,000 notes into a fucking riff. You know, that's that's the extent of their talent. They have no talent for business. They have no thought process for business. They, they, they literally like, I'm just the guitar player. I show up and play my gig. That's what most bands are. You're asking them to be responsible. The reason they got in bands was so they didn't have to be responsible. So that they could show up, do their little noodling, and get their dick sucked at the end of the night. Any of that wrong, Neely? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. That is the reality, Tim. Well, I'm glad I'm not in that position. Highly kill. <laughs> you chased them. Tim, off. do not go over by a, a ledge or a, a bridge or something and jump off now. I didn't say these things to make you commit suicide. Just telling you the truth. And that is the truth. It is. Dude, how many bands have we talked to that just fucking don't do the basics? How many times have you and I had conversations off the show where we're like, Jesus, how come these guys aren't even fucking posting on their social yeah, media? Yeah, they, they won't even so much as, you know, send out a tweet or put a yeah. Facebook post out or, or you know, or, or, or promote the, whatever it is that they're promoting. Or take the five minutes that it takes to set up a Bandit Town account, which will do their, which will at least announce their gigs to their fans. You know, all they got to do is set up the account and that's it. And it's done. And they won't even do that. It's, it's literally name, band, dates, bip, 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 type, 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 15 minutes of a tour and you're done and they won't do it. Bands are fucking extremely lazy. They really are. I mean, they, they, they work a job where they work an hour and a half a fucking day. And they're used to that. Yeah. They're not used to, well, I got to put in the other six and a half hours to make this fucking business known as band a run. Yeah. So just want to so, show up and work. Yeah. You show fun. up for 90 minutes and you perform on stage and the rest of it is gravy. Yeah. And you get, and you make, you know, generally a week's pay for that one show. And, and when you do that for 30 or 40 years, it, it's hard to make that leap to go, yeah, man, I'm going to have to work this now. Yeah. And most of them haven't. No. How many, how many bands do we know that still think that they're fucking important? <laughs> Quite a few. Yeah. I mean, they still think that they're hugely important and they sell, they sell, about as many copies of their latest CD as we do a fucking CMS TV account. True. You know, they just don't sell a bunch of music anymore, but they're like, Oh, well, I'm coming into the room now. Yeah. Well, we, 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 we talked to somebody not long ago. It was, it was a bit a while ago, but mm -hmm. they were telling us that their new album, that they have a publicist who is quote unquote working radio for them. Yeah, working radio for We're them. We're working right. radio. And it's just like, what radio? Yeah. Yeah. What XM? Yeah. Nobody's playing your new music. Yeah. Nobody's playing music from nobody's playing new music from a band whose last hit came in 1990. Yeah. It's not happening. Yeah. They're working radio for us. Really? Where? Yeah. Guess what? A big band like Pearl Jam has trouble getting a single on quote unquote radio these days. A band as huge as that that sells out stadiums, people still only want to play Jeremy and fucking um um Even Flow. Even Flow. Yeah. I wanna play I don't wanna play anything from the new Gigaton album. <laughs> Do they have an album called Gigaton? Gigaton. It came out about a month ago. See, I, didn't even, I didn't I didn't even know that. Now you're not Pearl Jam guy, are you? Well, I like their first two albums, but yeah. after that, I lost interest. Yeah, hey, but 
Pearl Jam's one of them. They're they're like the Grateful Dead. Yeah, I, like I get that. Black they're they're a jam band. I get that. Them Black Crows, they have that built in audience. I'll just go and see them no matter what they do. Mm-hmm. I gotta admit, I'm one of those. I won't go see them, but I will pick up every record that they do. <laughs> I'll I'll buy the record or I'll I'll steal the record, but I'm not gonna go see them. I'm not gonna go see them. Not for no two hundred dollars a ticket. Yeah, fuck that. What do, what do I look like? A fan of fish? Yeah, nope, not me. Yeah. I did listen to Gigaton, though. It's actually pretty good. All right. Good enough. Yep. All right. Well, before we take a break, I got a uh, email here for us. Okay. Um, And we'll take a short break. But uh, this comes from England. Okay. Hey, guys. This isn't a show idea, but I just wanted to say... You guys have been entertaining me for fucking years on my journey to work. Mm -hmm. I'm based in the UK and sorry, but work for NBC. Ha ha ha. Oh, great show. So much fun and great points of view. Most of the time (laughs) need to call in sometime, especially as would be great to talk to Tim the gay cunt as my <laughs> wife is also from Melbourne. Oh, that's great. Chris just watched 365 day. Fuck me. <laughs> that's funny. Last thing. Have you guys listened to the wild hearts at all? Not a fan. Yeah. I I've, I've heard them, but it's okay. Yeah. Not a fan. Hail and fucking kill, motherfuckers. Hail to the clit, man. <laughs> Manny from the UK. <laughs> so Thanks, man, man. Man, Manny works for NBC. All right. And he apologizes for doing so. <laughs> well, thanks for checking in, Manny. Yeah. We appreciate it. So look, look, look at us. We've got uh, commercial television people listen to us and think we're great. Yeah, no, nothing like us on their channel. That's for sure. <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> All right. I'll let you pick a tune. What would you like to hear? All right. Um, let's see. I would like to hear. Um, How's about if we go with. Um, I'm going to go with something a little common. How about um, from P-Cells, um, The Conjuring from Megadeth. Okay. That's a good one. All right. Not as obscure as I normally go to, but whatever. I'm just in the mood for something that just fucking rocks. Well, of course. All right. Let me see here. Here we go. Um, The Conjuring, right? Sir. Megadeth. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we'll play some Megadeth. We'll play a couple tunes. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show, believe it or not. Wow. That's quick. It is quick. All right, here it is. It's Megadeth exclusively here on your classic metal show. (laughs) 